This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a study of Psalm 5. Should read it, I'm going to read it. I'm going to do that exactly. From the New American Standard, here is Psalm f- number 5. Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my groaning. Heed the sound of my cry for help, my King and my God. For to thee do I pray. In the morning, O Lord, thou will hear my voice. In the morning I will order my prayer to thee and eagerly watch. For thou art not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness. No evil dwells with thee. The boastful shall not stand before thine eyes. Thou dost hate all who do iniquity. Thou dost destroy those who speak falsehood. The Lord abhors the man of bloodshed and deceit. But as for me, by thine abundant loving kindness, I will enter thy house. At thy holy temple, I will bow in reverence for thee. O Lord, lead me in thy righteousness because of my foes. Make thy way straight before me. There is nothing reliable in what they say. Their inward part is destruction itself. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Hold them guilty, O God, by their own devices, let them fall. In the multitude of their transgressions, thrust them out, for they are rebellious against thee. But let all who take refuge in thee be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. And may thou shelter them, that those who, (coughs) excuse me, those who love thy name may exult in thee. For it is thou who dost bless the righteous man, O Lord. Thou dost surround him with favor and with a shield. We focused on the first three verses where God, where David's crying out, Give ear to my words, Lord. Consider my meditation. Hear the sound of my cry, for to you I pray. In the morning you'll hear my voice. In the morning I will order my prayer to thee and eagerly watch. And we pointed out yesterday, Junie, a very important, two important aspects of prayer. In the morning is to direct our prayers have our prayers ordered before the Lord. And I think we overlook this for the most part. That's not where the prayer ends. The prayer should continue on in our heart because the word in some version says, look up. Another version says, with expectancy, I wait. Do we have expectancy for God to answer our prayer? If we don't, I wonder, does it really pray to pay? Does it really pay to pray? We need an expectancy because the cry should come out of our heart, out of our innermost thoughts, and that will be part of prayer. We closed yesterday by reading Micah 7, verse 7. The first six verses in Micah 7 is 
just a sad picture of the sin in the in the land of Israel. But verse 7 separated Micah from all that because he says, but as for me, I will watch expectantly for the Lord. I will wait for the God of my situ- salvation. My God will hear me. And that's, go ahead, Jenny, what? Well, as you were saying, Shelley, prayer is a, should come with expectation, but the beginning of Psalm 5 that you read showed David's condition in his prayer. Consider my groaning, my meditation, my sighing, my innermost thoughts. And what we've brought out Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday is that when we truly cry out in prayer to the Lord with an open heart, he can reveal to us the condition of our life which will enable us to repent so that we might hear and receive an answer from the Lord through his will, his way, and his life. And you showed that in Hebrews 4, verses 12 and 13, that the word of God is active and alive and sharper than any two-edged sword, and it's able to divide the bone from the marrow and the soul from the spirit. And the end of verse 13 talks about with whom we have to do, that he knows the intentions and the motives of our heart. And sometimes, Shelley, we don't know that because we're fallen beings. We have iniquity. And sometimes we don't even realize we're using our Uh, if we're born again, our old mind, our own mind, which is sometimes not even ruled by ourself, but by Satan. How we feel about a situation might not be the faith of God who lives in us. It might come from uh, our own fears and fallen nature. So God is able to reveal to us when he hears our voice in a morning and considers our groaning, meditation, sighing, and innermost thought as we spoke Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to our listeners, don't harden your heart because sometimes God speaks to us something that we don't want to hear. Really, But when he speaks, that we take his voice and his words to heart and we ask him to forgive us for our own attitude, our own um, ways that we want to know his ways, for him to guard us and guide us, that has to do with looking up and hearing his voice and receiving his instruction and walking by faith, shall. Amen. That's the bottom line. Everything we do must be by faith. You know, there's a real rhythm in this uh, psalm, Junie. Like the first three verses are so encouraging. But then verses four, five, and six, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, is speaking about God's view towards sin. And it says, no evil dwells with you. The boastful will not stand before your eyes. You hate all those who do iniquity. You destroy those who speak falsehood. The Lord, you, the Lord abhors the man of bloodshed and deceit. And then immediately 
it goes back to a very, um, what can I say, encouraging part. We read Matt, uh, Micah 7, 7, because he introduced himself and separated himself from the evil. But he says, but as for me, and look at verse 7 in Psalm 5, but as for me, in other words, there's a clear differentiation between the evil and the boasters and those who weren't recognizing God, because David, he said, but as for me, by thine abundant loving kindness, I will enter thy house. At thy holy temple, I will bow in reverence for thee. O Lord, lead me in thy righteousness because of my foes. Make thy way straight before me. Junior, it, we need to be a, a person who says, not going by what's going on around us, but as for me. But as for me, those are powerful words. Can we say that we're not getting caught up in what's going on in the chaos and the violence of the world. But as for me, this will be a clear signal to the rest of the world that we're not part of the world system anymore. But as for me, that's a contrast. And we are called to be a different kind of people if we could say, but as for me. And to me, Shelley, those words, as for me, means... I will turn to God. Yes, Lord. I will cry out to God. I will cry out to Yeshua. And why that's so important, because the Old Testament is an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, which means destroy my enemies because they're destroying me. Get even with my enemies because they're really doing injustice to me. But Jesus taught us a new way. The New Testament is Jesus' words on the cross when he became an offering for us and said, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. The Old Testament, we bless God. We thank God. We lift the Lord higher. And bless his holy name. In the New Testament, Jesus taught us on the Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are ye. Blessed are ye. So there's a blessing that comes from Yeshua, comes from the Lord to us. And so when we live and trust the Lord, and he is our offering for sin and iniquity, we then can really know that we can worship and praise him, and he will give answer. It's really true, Junie. What an encouragement. But I, I love those words, but as for me, can each one of us, speaking to the Lord, can you, we say to him, but as for me, Lord, what a contrast to what's going on in the world. But you know, the, the pressure from the world is so great. How many times have we kind of, uh, compromised and minimized the difference that exists in our lives because we don't want to be singled out. But you know what? It's time that we as believers get singled out. Consider what was Joshua's part of Joshua's parting words. What did he say in Joshua chapter 24? Choose for yourself whom you will serve. Here's the words. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Remember, David wrote this psalm in difficult times. 
enemies were all around him. He, it, he might have been sought after by Saul. His son might have uh, rebelled against him. Uh, he had a small army uh, to begin with. Uh, the enemies all around us, physically and spiritually, of course, but it's so critical to start every day in prayer and say, Lord, but as for me, I'm going to follow you. And there's a cost with as for me, because Paul and Silas were different, and they were thrown in jail in Acts 16. In Acts 1 and 2, we learn that the Lord wants us to go to all nations and make disciples and for us to teach them what God has taught us. And as for me, yes, Lord, has a cost. Hallelujah. And everyone who has lived or chooses to live as for me or as for me in my household, we will serve the Lord. It can cost us. Yes, Lord. Our life. Praise the Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. May Junie and I be able to say, but as for us, may each individual, each family that might be listening say, but as for us, we will serve the Lord. Let us be willing to be singled out and different. And one of those differences will take effect when we can start each day, each morning in prayer to you in deep communion. We pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, Shelley and June Volk. Dot com. That's Shelley and June Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. <laughs>